three senior visits per week. Okay. Those are all in my control. I yep. can't make somebody show up to a meeting, but I can sit at my desk and pound phones until yep. somebody agrees to meet with me, right? You're listening to The Faster Freedom Show, hosted by us, Sam Prim and Lucas Walls, investors, entrepreneurs, and best friends. Two millennial Midwesterners who started a real estate side hustle and now own $40 million in rentals without using any of our own money. Now we're two average guys teaching other people how to use real estate investing to create financial freedom and generational wealth. If you're ready to learn how to take control of your future using real estate investments the simple way and have fun while doing it, you're in the right place. Let's start today's show. Hello, and welcome to the Faster Freedom Show. Sam is on vacation this week, so I am your host for the day, Lucas Walls, here with special guest Matt Cresco. Matt, how you doing today, man? I'm great, man. It's Friday. It is Friday. You buy any houses this week? It's a good day to buy houses. I bought one on America's birthday. Oh, 4th of July. Yes. 1776. That sounds about right. I think America is 247 years old. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I don't think the actual 4th is the is an is the actual birthday yeah i think it was sometime in august did you know that i haven't seen the birth certificate no so i, I haven't either <laughs> yeah who knows i didn't know a country could have one of those that's all right um but yes yeah, so three years america will be 250 years old so a thousand years do you know what that's called so 100 years is a century yeah what's a thousand years do you know <sighs> 10 of them 10 of 10 century yeah so we're at a at a quarter of a 10th century <laughs> <laughs> there's got to be a word for that yeah man yeah. so so sam's on the beach he saw the fireworks on the beach which was crazy i got a video from him it was, it was beautiful because you can just go like up and down the beach super flat where just, is he he's in um like santa rosa beach yeah. area Tight. down in florida and uh man it, it was it was gorgeous so super cool um you guys will get to know matt today and what uh his story is and, and what he does for our company and uh but first we're going to do a quick shout out uh this podcast is brought to you by prime corporate services do you know anything about prime corporate services matt very little okay super cool company um they create llc's so if you ever need an llc created they'll have a a, a, a no cost uh consultation with you on what you want your operating agreement to be and uh and the first llc is actually free as well really so that's like a 500 to a thousand dollar value i would say yeah free they create it for you um they do bookkeeping if you need it they do estate planning um they help you set up your business for uh maybe if you wanted to step back to super cool company super high level people free consultation if you want it um if you want it which we, is wild because yeah. that <clears throat> that all-encompassing yeah like it is such a fucking headache uh trying to go through everything from like it forming is. the LLC to yeah. bookkeeping. I mean, if you're an entrepreneur, you're probably it's probably not a strong suit of yours right off the bat, right? Oh my gosh, I was so bad at it. I can remember like still in my nine to five, sitting on my kitchen table, just writing checks for hours and then logging them in Excel. Yep. Like just awful practice. It's terrible. Yeah. Because we're sales, you know, we're salespeople yeah. by nature. Yeah. And admin work is our nightmare. Right. So that's why I'm extremely thankful for our accounting department. Shout out to Danny, Phil, Ashley, Leah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, they, they help us keep our books right. Cool. Let's get into the podcast today, man. Um, Cresco is what we call you. Call you by your last name. We got about four mats in the building. And it's com it's it's been going on since high school. Yeah. So actually probably very few people know uh my my first name. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's a sick last name. It's we a great call, last name. Yeah, especially if you go with like the sexy Kresky. I like that. We tried pushing that for a while. Yeah. It did it's, <laughs> it didn't it's, stick. It's a tongue twister. But That's I'll get why. it I'll get it on a uh and uh 
what is those? Uh, one of those plaques at some point. That'd be sick. I'll, yep. I'll get it on for you. There you go. All right, man. So tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe a quick background and, and kind of what your what your passions and roles have transformed into as you as you went into real estate full time. Yeah. So there's a lot here. I'm going to give a, obviously the cliff notes version because yeah. we've only got about 20 to 30 minutes. So uh, my background is sales and recruitment. Yeah. So about uh, probably the better part of a decade, uh, direct sales, uh, cold calling, and then headhunting, doing sales for a recruiting agency, and then four years of owning my own recruitment company. And um, I got into, I, I, is it cool? Should I just get into how I got into real estate? Yeah, sure. Okay. Whatever you want. So I got into real estate in 2020. There was a buddy telling me about this idea. Yeah that if you buy a multifamily house, you can do a low down payment and you can own a house and the tenants will pay the majority of the mortgage. So I looked around and then found the name for it, which is called house hacking, obviously. And then dove into a book, uh, the house hacking book actually, and got obsessed with it. Within three months, had a house under contract, which I had no, like I was 20 or no, I guess I was 31 uh 32-ish and had no intention of buying a house at that time yeah so you're uh, renting at that time i was renting so had a, got a house under contract had a really good agent that found me an off-market property in 2021 which is wild yeah, imagine that uh, i paid i basically paid you know i would say market value which yeah. was wild at that time right when everything was going 30 dollars over and so got the house under contract it was a duplex and um bought it turnkey, use FHA loan, three and a half percent down. Mm -hmm. And when I was renting, I was paying about $1,200 a month. And then after my tenants rent for a turnkey property, I think I was, that I liked better, I was paying about $300 a month. Yeah. And I was like, this is cool. And I think I was in your, uh, a little bit in your and Sam's position where I was like, this is dope as fuck. Like yeah. I can do this one a year and then kind of build from there. Yep. And, uh, and so the next year used, a what was it? Conventional 5% down to buy a townhome, started messing with Airbnb, uh, for the downstairs of my duplex and then started seeing cash come in and I was cash flowing about 1500 to $2,000, depending on the time of year yeah. on that duplex. And I was like, all right, this is, this is cool. And then, um, got into a mastermind group, which is my Kitco's group. Yep. Shout out to Kitco. My Kitco. Uh, he's the man. He's one of the most genuine, like loving human beings I've ever met in my yeah. life and give the shirt off his back any day. So got in that group, quickly, quickly realized 90% of that group was in real estate. Yeah. Started getting around guys like you, guys like Sam, guys like Brian. And then one thing led to another. Um, I'd say I was pulled into real estate because ever since I can remember, I've always like prided myself on my relationships with others. Mm-hmm. And recruitment, especially since COVID, had gone so virtual that I never got to see anybody. Yeah, uh, I didn't actually have relationships with people. That's not why you got it. Got into it, right? <laughs> you want those relationships. I want relationships, yeah. right? And so I would come to the meetups, uh, and I thought that was awesome. I would start networking with people, and then when I started getting into this, I was like, okay, the idea of making friends, doing business with those friends, right, uh, and making money along the way sounds like one of the coolest fucking lives that you can live. Yeah. So I decided to jump in. And so now I've been um, coming up on a year full-time real estate investing. Yep. Um, so you, you have some rentals now still? 
Matt? Mm-hmm. So, what's your I have three. Port? I have three doors. Nice. Yeah. So you got the duplex. Yeah, I have the duplex, and then the uh, and then the townhome. And the townhome. Yes. And then yeah. you've moved out of both of those. No. Now, right. No, I actually. So long story. I actually moved in back into the duplex. That was after you left recruiting. Mm-hmm. No, knowing, hey, it's going to take a while to build this real estate pipeline and make some money kind of thing. Ish. Ish. So, uh, so a really abbreviated version of the story was uh, basically passed the keys along to a business partner in the recruitment business. Yeah. Uh, we agreed on a revenue share over the next two years, which would give me some money to come in. And then I, not knowing anything about actual real estate yeah. and wholesaling and how to find deals, was like, I'll make money in my first month. Right? Yeah. Uh, no, well, the business, uh, neither my fault nor his, uh, some really unfortunate things happened. We had to just shut it down. So there goes my income, yeah. right? Uh, real estate, as you know, uh, in July of 2022, the interest rates rose. So it yeah. became even harder to find deals. Uh, and so I went about six months without a single paycheck. Wow. And so, but through the power of real estate, like, I, through having real estate, yeah. I was fine because I moved back into the duplex. I had basically no payment. Yeah. Um, I could minimize my expenses. I'm a single guy. And so I uh, moved back into the duplex, still living in that duplex uh, and uh, rent out uh, to midterm tenants, the uh, the townhome. Nice. Uh, but now I'm to the point where I am building up, you know, building back up my reserves yeah. and all that other stuff. So I'm looking to add to the portfolio. Love it. Love it. So you maybe, maybe move out of that duplex at some point and then rent that out either short term or long term. I think I'm going to do another, um, by the end of the year, I'm going to do another, uh, duplex turnkey. Yeah. Uh, duplex do another do 5% down. Thing. Yeah. Cause I'm and move into that one, move into that one. You are a house hacking machine. I love dude. it, dude. I love it too. And, yeah. and now is the time to do it. Right. I, I think I, by the time I fell in love with real estate and kind of talked about house hacking, I had some other people to convince to do it with me, yep. <laughs> which is no problem. Like, yes. you know, and uh, so now was the time and I love that you're doing it. That's yeah. super cool. I could imagine. Yeah. Uh, so did you have, uh, so obviously Ashley had yeah. to get on board. Did you have a kid at the time? No, no okay. kid. Just, just okay. Ash. But still, yeah. women are like, like I think guys are, um, a little bit more prone to change yeah. in those scenarios because yep. I'm like I love it like yeah. I could find a newer cooler place every yeah. year or whatever yeah and then I think for the most part women like to call a place a home they, for sure a little and more stability. stable which yeah. no problem at all worked out great we, we which, were which is what we need right yeah and through Ashley I met her you know her mom who just got a real estate license uh, this was in 2013 2012 2013 yep and uh and she was on matt becker's team who's now my broker so just an awesome connection there so me and ashley's mom are just in their kitchen just slinging offers on uh uh like uh like foreclosures on the mls okay and a- ashley comes in one night because we were living with her mom yeah so we were house hacking in a way i guess right yeah it is house hacking <laughs> we were living with her mom and she's like we we you cannot buy an investment property while we're living with my mom <laughs> Yeah. I was like, why not? <laughs> no, but I, 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 I understood, and uh, we, we mo- I found a house for us to move into in Maplewood right after that, bought a house in Maplewood, and then like three months after that, bought our first investment property. So yeah. house hacked a little differently. Right, but house hacking nonetheless. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So you got around all these real estate-minded uh, people, uh, kind of started to see a passion there and kind of aligning that passion with ways to make money. 
Um, and kind of, so you had a decision to make, I would say middle of last year, almost like a year ago ish mm -hmm. where you wanted to go maybe, maybe out on your own or, uh, join a team that's kind of already doing it. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I, uh, when I first like jumped in, right. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. And I was looking back at this cause I saw this question. So, um, I think most people fall into like over uh, education, yeah. right? Like I just want to learn. I just want to do all this other yeah. stuff. And um, to a fault, I did the exact opposite. I thought because I bought a couple of turnkey properties yeah. that I knew the world of real estate. Yeah. And that because I was good with people and I owned my own business, that it was yeah. like, this will just come naturally to me. So for the first two months, I don't know what I did. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. spinning your wheels. I was just like, I was just like, okay, I'm going to talk to people. Okay, yeah. I'm going to do this. And then a buddy of mine, um, Adam Draghi, who's my realtor, he's a good buddy of mine, uh, was has some investment properties, and he was sorry, and, no, you're good. and he was wanting to put bring on somebody as kind of a wholesaler, yeah. Anyway, and find these like source these. He's a power agent, has a team, has a property management company, has a you know three full time techs, and he wanted to source leads. Went with him for about a month. What he realized is like he couldn't teach me because he didn't know that side. Yeah. Uh, and so, and he was also had a million other things to do. Yeah. So then he introduced me to another organization, started with them. It was a little bit better, but for what I was getting, I didn't feel the value, right. For what the split would be. It was yeah. about a, uh, 65, 35, uh, split, but there was not enough benefits that I saw to, to stick with that team. Yeah. And so I was in Mike's c uh, class. I was at, a you know, realistically, um, full transparency, I was at a low, like I was yeah. at a big time low. I had owned my own company. I had built a team right. and, uh, I saw like, I'm like, shit, my fucking savings are dwindling. You yeah. know, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I talked to Mike and Mike is like, why don't you reach out to Lucas? And I was like, cool. And so reached out to you. Yeah. You're like, started talking shop, really. started talking shop. And I was like, Hey, am I I was like, cause I, I remember saying this specifically, I'm like, I don't feel like I'm getting enough out of this, but like, tell like, tell me, am I being a bitch? Yeah. Like, am I just not owning right. like what I should be doing, what I need to be doing? And you're like, why don't we go to lunch? Why don't we talk about it? And so we went to lunch. You brought the, the fams. Yep. You brought uh Lauman, who was dispo manager at the time. Uh, you brought Phil. Yep. Um, and we all sat down and talked and then little did I know that that was kind of an interview. Yeah. And, uh, and then, you and I started talking afterwards and you were just like, well, we don't have a full-time position open yep. on the team, but you know, you could start as what we call J Fama junior, right. uh, faster house acquisitions manager. Um, and went to lunch with Casey, talked to him, like Casey walked a couple houses with me that I yeah. had kind of found, uh, through my own sourcing before I was ever on the team. And so showed a, a lot of abundance mindset. Um, I would say extreme ownership. I would say, a growth mindset on yeah. the team. Right. Um, and I already knew you guys through Mike Kitco and right. that's, I'm not just a, Hey, let's grow in business. Let's grow in all areas of life. Yeah. And so culturally it was just an absolute slam dunk and, yeah. a, and a no brainer. And that was like December ish. That was November, year. November. -ish. Yeah. November 7th was my first day or November yeah. 12th. So, so you had a lot of things going on, a lot of different changes when you went full time into real estate, you know, and that's, that's the thing with real estate to, to me, it's one of the ways people fail is they, they, cast a really, really wide net and never get really good at like one thing. Cause it's just, there's so many different directions you can go with real estate. Yep. So many different directions. 
thousands. It probably. is unbel- It is unbelievable the amount of shiny object yes. syndrome you have to dodge on the daily. Yes, your power of no in real estate is is a real thing. Yeah. Um, so uh, that that first, I would say, six months from you went full time to when you bought your first deal. A lot of struggles that you went through. A lot of struggles there. Um, okay, so we get to the point where where you're making connections you're making offers and then you finally get someone to say yes yeah tell us about that first deal okay how that tasted when it was all that stuff so uh that was actually um it was great timing uh it was right before the um it was actually a close on the day of the christmas party or the holiday party yeah um so that was a cool feeling so it was january and it was a it was a probate lead, yeah. you know, nothing special. It ended up being a layup. Um, I did I did go a little bit above and beyond what we like to call um, uh, unreasonable hosp- hospitality. hospitality. Yeah. Uh, and but it was it was kind of a it was kind of a layup. Um, it, but it was amazing feeling. But honestly, it was short lived. Yeah. Like I, as as whatever as salespeople as people that start their own businesses, I think we have a tendency to have high expectations of myself. Yep. So I immediately went from this to what's next. Yeah. Right. True, true sales guy. Yes. <laughs> um, and I saw this question and I was wondering, because I didn't want to get too much in this story. Can I shift this into my favorite deal? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Tell us about your favorite deal. I think you know this. You should know this. Uh, well, I probably... Bayberry. Okay. Bayberry's a good one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So this is a phenomenal one. So it's a it's a marketing, it's an in-house lead. Yeah. I, I believe it was a mailer. I show up, there's three people there. Uh, uh, Rochelle is an 80-year-old woman who owns the place because she just inherited it, yeah. and she just came off a hip surgery. She has her brother there, and she has her boyfriend there. So she inherited this place. It's in De Pere, and for those of you not in St. Louis, De Pere is a super desirable neighborhood uh, here in St. Louis. And um, there was all this, there was a bunch of antiques and paintings in there. So I take my pictures, I sit down with them, Um, I think the four things that we try to get when talking to uh, a seller is uh, the motivation, condition, price, and timeline, right? I understood most of those. I understood why she wanted to sell. Uh, I saw the condition of the house, the uh, price, she had no idea. She actually told me, which is our worst nightmare. She's got four other people coming over there. Two agents, one builder, one other investor. Wow. Uh, And so... Uh, and then I said, timeline, she said she had no idea about timeline because she didn't know what to do with all this stuff. Um, I asked her if she had any connections. Um, and she said, no, I said, well, we've been doing this for a long time. Let me see if I can pull some resources for you. I go back, the team didn't have anything. So I called, uh, five different companies, uh, that were referred to me. I used social media to put out a story, got some referrals back, vetted them, came down to my favorite two. Uh, got them in touch with her, but I told them ahead of time. I was like, I have a layup referral for you. I'm like, I just need you to take care of this individual. I was like, this is a client. This is somebody that's important to us. uh, And she's 80 years old, right? Mm -hmm. So we need good customer service, good whatever. They were like, 100% we can do that. And they sounded great. So went through that and I told Rochelle, let's get through this first. And then I'll come back and we'll talk numbers because you need to take care of this before you can start thinking about selling. Right. She agreed. I followed up with her probably over two to three weeks, just a continuous yeah. check-in, set up the time to go to her house. Um, I had the okay from CJ, our sales manager, to buy it at 365, Okay. right? I reverse engineered the number with her, yeah. told her how we you know usually buy at 70, 75%. Mm-hmm. 
um, and how we go for whatever uh, whatever type of profit. And then I came down to my initial offer, which was like, that's why I think we'd be comfortable with 325. We'd yeah. be comfortable making a profit if we could buy it at that. Yeah. And so what I didn't realize was um, how much she how much she realized she valued convenience yeah. over price. I told her she would get a better deal with an agent. Yeah. But going through the auction stuff, having people come in and out of her house yeah. made her realize she was going to have to do this dog and pony show all right. over again. Yeah. She looked at her boyfriend and she goes, "Let's do it." She goes, "I she goes, I trust him." She's like, "I I don't want other people to come through here." Let's just get it over with. He yeah. was like, you're the decision maker. So I uh, I just so happened to have a contract in my car, got that out and actually wrote a physical paper contract, which Love doesn't it. happen too often. And then uh, the beautiful thing of uh, the team effort of this one was the Dispo side, Matt Lauman, who's COO of the company, used to be Dispo manager, yep. put his Dispo hat back on, found a builder. Uh, Bert did a great job. Uh, so we got it at 325. Bert had somebody between 305 and 315. 405 and uh, four, sorry, 405 to 415 yeah. uh, was going to counter them, but there was con some contingencies in there. Yeah. Matt Lauman came out of left field with a builder that bought it at 425. Yeah. No, uh, no inspections, no contingencies, cash offer, uh, quick close, and it was a hundred thousand dollar wholesale deal. Wow. Yes. Hundred grand. Yes. And and the buyer or the seller is happy. Dollars. So happy. Company's getting seventy k ish. You're getting thirty k ish. Yep. That's that is a good and, good and, deal. And the icing on the cake. And this yeah. is like the unsung piece about what we do because Faster House is, from my understanding, my limited knowledge, one of the best in the co country at buying through relationships. Yeah. Of the two hundred and fifty that we buy, uh, over half of those come from relationship building, which is yeah. people. It's tough to quantify at times. Sure. Uh, but. Um, after that, just yesterday, I followed up with that one of the auctioneers just to see how things were going, yeah. to thank her for her time. And she said, hey, by the way, I'm glad you called. She goes, I'd love to get together and see how we can refer each other business. So she, her and I are going to grab coffee. I gave this seller a referral to make her life easier, knowing very well that I, I, there's a possibility I wouldn't buy that house. Right. I gave this auctioneer a referral she wants to meet with me to talk about how she can refer me business. Auctioneers are phenomenal referrals. Yeah. Like everybody has to sell the shit out of their house yep. before they sell the house. Right. So the beautiful thing is this is like a, it's a company record, right? $100,000. So it's company record yep. wholesale deal. Um, definitely going to be the biggest wholesale that I've been a part of. But it's a difference between an orange and an orange tree. This deal is a big orange. Yeah. This is a connector that will probably provide a multitude of yeah. oranges down the road. So this connector will probably be worth more than the biggest deal that For we've sure. ever done. And that's, that's, that's goes to show how, like, that's what we do. That's a beautiful way to look at it. And, and you went in, you know, you kept the transaction out of your mind. You went in from a place of how can I help? And uh, whether this turns out to a deal or not, and uh, because you were so helpful and were able to solve those problems, uh, she was able to trust you and came back to you and, you know, hundred grand is the the fruits of that. Yes. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Super cool. Yeah. So that was pretty recent. That actually hasn't even closed yet. Mm -hmm. So uh, we we went from middle of last year to the end of the year where you're spinning your wheels, spinning your spinning your wheels to the first part of this year, getting twenty houses under contract. Yeah. Unbelievable, bro. First of all, great job. Um, Thank you. So 
so something must have clicked or changed. Yep. What what are some things that allowed you or some tools or anything, advice that you were able to start getting consistent lead flow and consistent deal flow? Uh, what I've realized over the years is I am such a, I'm a systems person yeah. through and through. And that is one, like Faster House provided me everything I could possibly need as an organization besides the system that I was looking for from, they have the marketing machine systems, but from the connectors side of things. Uh, so I, I, I've kind of, which is a great opportunity. So I've kind of taken it on myself to develop a system of like tracking my day-to-day -day activities. Yeah. Um, and now the whole team's starting to implement them, which is badass. So uh, the idea is you have leading indicators and you have lagging indicators, yeah. right? I think at the end of the day, all we focus on is results, which at the end of the day, the results are how we quantify, right? But, but the idea is to reverse engineer that and track it back to the daily activities. Yeah. What are the things that you can do that are 100% in your control that you can accomplish? So uh, I did the first full quarter last year, uh, or last quarter, and now I'm doing the, the second full quarter of the 12-week year, which is a phenomenal book, by the way. Uh, this time around, where the three things I'm tracking are the meetings I'm setting with yeah. potential connectors, so 10 meetings a week I'm setting, uh, referrals that I'm giving out, yeah. and my niche is seniors, uh, so three senior visits per week. Okay. Those are all in my control. I yeah. can't make somebody show up to a meeting, but I can sit at my desk and pound phones until yeah. somebody agrees to meet with me, right? Yeah. Uh, and so that is, um, that's what I changed. And that's where there's a lot, it's really tough to feel like a winner when you go six months without a deal. Yes. Um, so what I think I did, and I think it did successfully, is I was able to gamify it by by having those things, by setting the, um, basically setting my like mental barometer to uh, tracking my effort and intention yeah. over the overall result. So you have small wins along the way. 100%, yeah. right? Uh, and it's like Alex Harmozy says this, he's like, you don't become confident by affirmations, you come be confident by building a stack of undeniable proof that you're the person you say you're going to be. Yeah. So for me, that's the things I say I'm going to do on a daily basis. I'm going to do those. And I feel 10 times better at the end of the day if I say if I do those things actually yeah. than if I don't or if I just look at that scoreboard of get a contract, get a yeah. contract, get a contract. So kind of a long-winded way of saying like I'm a firm believer in tracking uh, and understanding what's working for you yeah. and figuring out ways to be more efficient. So um, if you had one piece of advice for an investor out there looking to either buy their first rental, buy their first fix and flip, or buy the first wholesale deal, what would it be? If it was, uh, it's, it's it would probably go back to that, it's gamify it. Yeah. Um, I would say find ways that you can win on a daily and weekly basis Yeah. Um, and have that be the carrot at the end of the stick, right? Yeah. Have the, uh, the actions that you can do on a daily basis, um, have that be, like I said, have that be the level, uh, the measure of success for you. It's it's going to be impossible not to look at the amount of contracts you're buying or the revenue that you're bringing in, right? But try to shift your focus as much towards the daily activities uh, and then everything else will follow. Because if you can, what's the quote? Uh, 
the guy, uh, the man who enjoys running will run further than the man who enjoys the destination or yeah. loves the destination. And I was trying to think of an analogy, right? Because I hate running. Yeah. But I fucking like love Krispy Kreme donuts. Yeah. So it's like you put a Krispy Kreme donuts like 10 miles out. Yeah. Right. Go get it. Yeah. A guy that loves running is going to get there and I'll fucking probably give up within the first block. Right. Right. Um, and so if you can, well, you'll just take a right and go to the Krispy Kreme store. I'll hop in an Uber. Yeah. 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 Convenience. But, but I think the, if you can enjoy the day-to-day work, you avoid burnout. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest issue that people run into without seeing those results. So it's, it's tricking your mind into thinking that you're, you are winning on a yeah. day-to-day basis. Yeah. That's fantastic advice. So there might be some awesome connectors on here or just some people that, um, enjoyed your story Matt. Mm-hmm. is is there a way they can reach out to you if they got a house to sell or just want to get in contact with you in general yeah i would say uh on instagram at matt cresco m-a-t-t-k-r-e-s-k-o and then i wanted to i didn't even throw this by you yeah i wanted to give uh like a a, a free freebie yeah so uh, I was thinking about it for what I created well, myself and Ryan Winking, who's a will in a whiz in Google Sheets. Uh, he helped me create this scorecard that well, we're talking it. about yeah. to where you track your leading indicators and then you can input your lagging indicators and then your scorecard. Let's say if you say you're going to make 10 meetings and you only make eight, it'll autofill 80% for that week and then it'll populate your score for the quarter. If you're competitive and you like to see how yeah. you're stacking up against people, it's a cool thing. So if you if you're interested, if anyone's interested, uh, shoot me a message on Instagram and uh, and I'll send that because it's not proprietary or anything. It's pretty simple, but it's it's a fun way to do things. Yes, fantastic. Appreciate that, Cresco. So if you like this episode, please share it with a friend. Um, and we're gonna do the trash can paper shoot. Even though Sam's not here, you're gonna play Sam. Okay. We got the trash can about. 38 feet away from us right now. <laughs> Just it's a kidding. deep one. It's a deep one. It's only about seven foot. So hopefully should, we hey, both make it. So we'll, we, do we have to do a lefty then? Let's do a lefty. Okay. Yeah, lefty. Okay. That'll be easier because I got a I got a good line here. You want to go first? I'll go. Go. Oh, Sam makes it. <laughs> Suck it. All right, Lucas makes it. it too. I'm still up three. Let's go. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it, brother. Yep. Thanks for listening to today's episode. We hope you got some major value from our conversation. If you love what you learn, make sure you like, rate, review the show, and help us spread the word by telling a friend. If you'd like to learn more about working with me inside one of my programs, we'll have those links in the show notes, along with all our social media handles, so you connect with us there for free. If there's a real estate question you'd like us to answer, feel free to send us a message, and we'll cover it in an upcoming show. 